From a dot in the middle of the map, this is Midwesternish. I'm Gina Kaufman. A generation ago, let's say you were experiencing hearing loss, and you'd already gotten all the help you could from hearing aids. There wouldn't be much else to try. That's changed. Today, in many cases, even people with deafness can hear again with help from cochlear implants. But regaining the ability to hear isn't as simple as just flipping a switch. It can take years for the brain to relearn hearing once the digital devices are in place, as Rob Jefferson learned when he got the implants a few years ago. On this episode, we're going on an audio journey with Rob Jefferson, the journey of relearning how to hear. We went to Paris for our 30th anniversary. If you're familiar with pictures of Notre Dame, you have the wonderfully gorgeous church and these two bell towers that stick up. And I couldn't tell you how many actual feet in the air you are, but we were directly on top of Notre Dame, standing there looking out over Paris, seeing the Eiffel Tower in the distance. All of it, to me, was perfect, but when the bells rang, my wife asked me if I heard the bells. And I told her, no, I can't hear them, but I could feel the vibrations. I knew they were ringing, but you're standing directly on top of the bell tower with these huge bells right there, and you can't hear them. You know something's wrong. So that's when I really started looking into alternatives. Music was a big part of growing up. Starting in the fifth grade, I started playing saxophone. Uh, I listened to everything. Everything from uh, classical music to the pop, the country, the rock of the day. I first started to notice a loss in my hearing uh, in my late teens, probably about 18 years old. Once I got into late 30s, early 40s, music appreciation and understanding had gotten to the point where I just couldn't even listen to music anymore. I couldn't understand it. I found myself spending time at home. I wouldn't leave the house. Uh, I would go to work, I would come home, and that was it. Uh, my social life yeah, pretty much stopped. Uh, it just became too much of a chore to go out and talk to people. That's when I really started you know, thinking, am I going to be uh, like my grandfather and spend the rest of my life in my recliner just watching TV and that's it? So two weeks after the surgery, I go back to the audiologist the audiologist put everything together, and she told me that she was getting ready to turn them on. And she said that once she turned them on, she would let my wife speak first. The audiologist wanted to make sure that the first sound I heard was my wife. Unfortunately, I probably upset my wife because once they turned on the processors, the first thing my wife said was, I love you, but I couldn't really understand what anybody was saying. And then slowly, 
I heard a word and it's like I understood that. And then I picked up another word and then another. And then it all started falling into place. The only thing was, is it wasn't a natural sound. Everything to me sounded very robotic. I tried to uh, explain it as if you'd ever listened to Sticks growing up. Their song, Mr. Roboto. That's what it sounded like. I have heard people tell me that the first voices they heard sounded like Mickey Mouse on helium. I've had others say that everything was Donald Duck. Even had one gentleman tell me that. Everybody that spoke sounded just like Darth Vader. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant. To me, that would be really cool. Uh, but uh, I had the robots. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? For people that I meet. What can I do for you? For the first time. Did you see that? The voice may still have a little bit of a digital edge to it. But over time, that How's normalizes it out. It's just the brain learning how to take that signal. Can you tell me what time it is? And apply it to what it remembers sound is supposed to sound like. I do remember coming out of the audiologist's office, and there was a tree and I couldn't figure out what I was hearing. My wife happened to be with me at the time, so I asked my wife, what am I hearing? And she said, describe it. So I did the best I could on describing it. And she just pointed at the trees. She said, well, just look up, it's the birds. And I actually stood there for a couple minutes watching the birds chirp, sing, uh, because I don't think I'd actually heard birds since my early 20s. So to be able to hear that again was really, you know, I guess moving, emotional for me. A lot of it has just been discovering things as I go along. Uh, I believe it was that first winter. I went out to uh, shovel snow and I walked out and the snow crunched under my foot. And I'm sure everybody else is used to hearing that. I had never really heard it. So I ended up walking up and down the driveway listening to the snow crunch under my feet. Of course, that made shoveling a little more difficult after I packed all the snow down, but uh, still, it was a, a new sound, new sensation. It is very, very tiring when you first start off with this because you do have all of this input, all of these sounds that you haven't heard or haven't heard for a long period of time. They're all there, all at once. And mentally, it's exhausting to try to sort through all those sounds and get them all to make sense again. I actually was rather anxious about listening to music. Voices weren't perfect yet, and I was really kind of afraid if I turn music on, am I going to be completely disappointed?
and I would say it was probably a couple months after the processors were turned on that I actually sat down to try to listen to music. It was a struggle at first. I couldn't distinguish a guitar from a drum. They all sounded the same. And then I thought, maybe I'm just trying to listen to music that's too complex. So I backed way up and went to very simplistic music. And the song that actually came across and I could understand the vocal and the instruments, uh, this really dates me. Love, love me do. You know I love you. The Beatles, Love Me Do, it's just a simple three chord song. The percussion is very simple. It's just, it's a nice, easy song. And I knew at that point that music can come back. I haven't, uh, I haven't started playing music again. I still have my saxophone. Um, and I still look at it from time to time and think, well, maybe I ought to pick it up and see if I can still make music, but I haven't worked myself up to that yet. There's probably a whole lot of stuff left to do. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get the music to come back, but it's getting there. It's, it's getting much, much better. It's getting better all the time. I used to get This episode of Midwesternish was reported and produced by KCUR's Alex Smith, who just won a National Edward R. Murrow Award for his use of sound in this story. Sylvia Maria Gross is our editor, and you can subscribe to this podcast on NPR One or wherever you generally do that kind of thing. If you're liking Midwesternish and you want to hear more stories from our little crew, you can check out Central Standard, a daily show that I host on Kansas City's public radio station. KCUR 89.3. Head to KCUR.org to give it a listen.